Welcome to Elemental Talks, a podcast that airs innovative voices from the worlds of marketing, design, and development. Listen to experts exploring best practices and learn how to build better websites. Tommy Griffith is a digital marketer and the creator of ClickMinded, a series of online courses for marketers and entrepreneurs. ClickMinded started as an in-person, face-to-face SEO training course, but when Tommy put it online on Udemy, the course became so popular that it led him to leave his work at Airbnb dedicate himself to it full-time. In our podcast, he criticizes the university's approach to digital marketing studies, talks about the clickbait economy, and provides some SEO tips for entrepreneurs. Welcome to another episode of Elementor Talks, and with me today is Tommy Griffith from ClickMinded. Hi, welcome, Tommy. What's going on? Thanks so much for having me on the show. I really appreciate it, Ben. So, Tommy, you're an SEO expert, and, I, and I'm so psyched to have you on, uh, on our show. So you've worked in SEO and in the growth departments in Airbnb, in PayPal, so, and now you have your own course. So I'd like to first knock, knock it off and, and start with you telling us uh, how was your journey, how did it start, uh, run us through the process. Yeah, sure. So like a lot of very obnoxious internet marketers, I read The 4-Hour Workweek uh, <laughs> a long time ago. Are you familiar with that book? Tim Ferriss, yeah. Yeah, Tim Ferriss' book, 4-Hour Workweek. I studied finance in university, but picked up this book and I was like, nope, I'm doing this. I'm doing this instead. Uh, yeah. <laughs> give me WordPress and the internet and thank you very much. But yeah, so my actual story, yes, yeah, I... I wrote a very dorky ebook after I read for our work week and I was basically said like, okay, you know, how do I get this to the top of Google and did a bunch of testing to, to try and get that to work. I got excited about internet marketing after that. And I ended up trying to start a, a business with a friend of mine, a friend of mine from high school. And I was in this weird situation where I, I graduated university with, without any debt, which is very uncommon for Americans. And I ended up putting myself into debt trying this startup idea, right? So like borrowed money from family and friends, tried it for a year, and it was just miserable. It didn't work. <laughs> well, it, it, it's a must-have for any entrepreneur. I guess. That's what people tell me. It makes me feel better about, you know, <laughs> to touching the stove too much. But uh, spent a year on it, definitely failed, was pretty miserable about it. Came home to mom and dad and said, hey, do you have any room on the couch? Can I come back to the basement <laughs> kind of thing? But I had ended up, you know, accidentally learning SEO and SEM for a year and a half or so. And it ended up being right place, right time with PayPal was hiring an SEO manager. I left home after, after being back on the couch for a couple of weeks and then got a job at PayPal, moved to, uh, moved to San Francisco. And from there, I... I uh, it was just a weird sort of story. I was 24. I taught myself SEO, and then I was suddenly managing SEO at one of the biggest websites in the world, which is kind of, kind of crazy. I ended up doing two years at PayPal managing search engine optimization there, and four years managing um, search engine optimization at Airbnb. And during that time, I was started working on a number of different side projects to try and pay off all this debt from the from the original startup idea, and a bunch of them didn't work. And the one that ended up finally working was ClickMinded. So ClickMinded started as an in-person, face-to-face SEO training course. I would rent out a co-working space on Saturdays in San Francisco, and it would be kind of like 9 a.m. to 5 p.m. All you can SEO. So I would like <laughs> just teach entrepreneurs and startup founders and people in marketing. Teach face-to-face. Face-to-face, yeah. So nerd out on their website, open up the source code, dig into WordPress, whatever it took, and uh, 
and you know help fix their their sites that particular business idea was a lot of fun i really enjoyed it but the actual economics of the business were terrible it was <laughs> was it like a very bad idea but again it just ended up being right place right time with this kind of like online learning renaissance that we're in now uh, udemy had just started to take off i was teaching this physical in person class and then all of a sudden i decided to to put it online onto udemy which is an online course marketplace from there it started to grow and grow and now i've been I left Airbnb two years ago to work to go full time on it. We've grown to seven different courses. Um, we have a small team, a number of different instructors, and it's kind of grown from there. I, I want to pause uh, for a second because uh, th this is something that we also discovered: uh, the huge need for uh, you know proper education for this new profession that you know mixes uh, uh, you know marketing and, and building websites and all of this. So. So what do you think, what are your thoughts about that? It, and also in relation to, you know, traditional university and degrees um, and, uh, and uh, yeah, what do you think about that? Oh my God. Do you have, do you have four hours? <laughs> <laughs> You've triggered me. You've yeah. triggered me. I have a lot of opinions about this. A lot of very strong agitated opinions about this, mostly because I've just, I've been in this space for a long time. First, I was a university teacher while I was doing this. It was, I was in, I taught a, for a master's degree program at an elective in San Francisco, and I taught an internet marketing elective. On top of that, um, I'm competing with a number of universities, right? So a number of different universities, I'm competing with them in the SERPs and offline and things like that. And on top of that, I've also been reached out to by universities to join curriculum committees and to help like create curriculums for this stuff. And the what universities are currently offering for a digital marketing education in the world today is garbage. It is a complete scam, especially in the US. They're charging between $40,000 and $100,000 for an internet marketing education. And when you actually get out, when you do it, and you try and go to a company and try and get hired with it, you get laughed out of the room, right? We, we hired people at PayPal and Airbnb and no one would ever respect, at least today, no one would ever respect a, a master's degree in digital marketing. It doesn't mean anything, right? It's yeah. much more based on your portfolio, um, your prior work experience, which is very chicken and egg when you're, when you're trying to get started, right? It's, it's very kind of difficult combination. But the broader point is that there's a number of universities that are being very manipulative in convincing younger kids that they need this, right? Like they're interested in it. And what they don't realize is they're much better off getting some free time, you know, going to a city where no one knows them and firing up YouTube and just figuring it out, right? Installing WordPress, installing Elementor and trying, you know, kind of trying, trying stuff out on your own to get started. You know what I mean? The kind of proper pace of, let's say, okay, four years in university or maybe more. And then it's kind of, Today, you're, you're, you're supposed to jump through hoops to kind of find what shortcuts just to, just to survive financially. I think that's, that's a must. I think that in terms of SEO education in particular, I think there's a lot of misunderstanding because, you know, what we were taught before was, you know, a lot of, I, I mean, the, I started in the SEO business, I think it was 13 years ago, maybe more. And uh, it, it was really basic stuff, you know, uh, basically links and, and H1s. And, and, but today, it seems to have evolved to, to encompass a lot more. And, and uh, you now have digital marketing courses. What are the things that you notice among your students 
new students that they miss that they that's their you know uh, the, their eyes open when you when you teach them yeah it's a, it's a really good question and you're right like the early days it was all you know people switch between seo and online poker right it was like kind of the game gaming the system you know like very very black hat kind of stuff and everyone inferred that SEO meant you're breaking the rules, right? <laughs> like you're going from yeah. selling supplements to online poker to back SEO back. and like this horrifying triad of like of awfulness back and forth and back and forth. And yeah, now now it's just becoming a function of, of marketing and really good marketing. And it's mixed with a lot of other things like brand marketing and, and, and other things like that. But um, I think one interesting takeaway that a lot of people start to realize and this is this happens at the enterprise seo level which is also known as the very boring level right like the stuff you know it might sound sexy to work at a big company you know managing seo like airbnb but the reality is the the day-to-day -day work is like pretty boring and and the the reality of what we're doing is it's an engineering function right so we had a massive crawl budget in a, in a massive number of languages and pages and like it's just a lot of coordination among like engineers and executives and um not very sexy and uh but but one of the things yeah back to your original question that i think a lot of people a lot of aha moments in some of like even our free content that we do is that people infer that seo is google on your desktop and that might have been true a decade ago but it's not the case anymore, right? Of course there's mobile, right? We all know that, but like there's a, the way we think about search engine optimization is, right, you're trying to approach document relevancy for any modern web application, right? So like, okay, Google, it renders search results and you try and, and be the most authoritative document. People generally understand that, but any modern web application that has a search engine they have to still solve this problem of what 10 results do I show my users? And you, effect, you effectively have to apply SEO to all of these, right? You do it for YouTube, right? You need to do SEO for Pinterest. You can do SEO for Amazon. You can do SEO for the App Store. You can do SEO as an Airbnb host, right? Yeah, we, ju we just did a tutorial about Instagram. So uh, yeah, we, we have, you have definitely, it's different. I would say visual content, visual, uh, different textual content. It's really uh, everything needs to be optimized for that per particular medium. Exactly. Right. And so that every platform has to solve this sort of document relevancy problem. And you as an entrepreneur or a marketer or a business owner have to get into the shoes of both your customer in terms of like what they're looking for, but also what the engineering behind the the platform you're optimizing for is, is looking for, right? So on Amazon, you might be optimizing for sales, right? On Pinterest, you might be optimizing for pins, right? Or on, you know, on Etsy, you might be like, everything's going to have a little bit of a different sort of different metrics around that. But that's the basic idea around SEO is it's making sure that whatever you're doing on whatever platform is most appropriate for your users is optimized and beneficial to not only those users, but to the platform you're, you're optimizing for as well. Makes sense. As an educator, how do you stay updated with the most relevant, you know, trends and, and whatnot? So, yeah, we, we have a lot of strong opinions on this. One of the big things of why we pivoted ClickMinded from just this sort of SEO course to going more comprehensive on digital marketing was um, we're a little annoyed with a lot of digital marketing media today. Um, I'm not going to name any websites, but but uh, there's too many sites out there where if you subscribe to them and you're following them on social media and you're getting their emails, 
you will induce so much anxiety in yourself. It's ridiculous, right? And uh, I promise you, even though these people are sending out updates all the time on how, how to massively increase your Twitter followers, I promise you, you don't need this stuff, right? So what, 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 can you explain a bit more about that anxiety and where it stems from? Yeah, I mean, I think there's, there's this amazing book that's sort of tangentially related, but it's called uh, Trust Me, I'm Lying by Ryan Holiday. Have you ever heard about this book? No. It's an older one. Yeah, it's a great read. It's, it's, it, actually, the most fascinating part about it is that it was written in 2012, and it has honestly predicted everything that has happened since then. But the basic premise is the media are basically relentlessly optimizing for page views. And we are in a page view and page click and clickbait economy. This guy just called it. And he was one of these manip media manipulator guys who did this stuff all the time. And then he just kind of wrote an expose on, on what was happening. And unfortunately, this has also sort of ooze over into a lot of digital marketing stuff. People have quotas, they need page views, they're selling on CPMs. And every single time Google Search Console adds a button, there's a million posts. And every single time Twitter changes the UI, oh, yeah. there's, a, there's a million posts, you know? Yeah. yeah. And it's this, it's to be frank, it's the same economics that drive the celebrity gossip magazines at the, at the grocery store. It's the same stuff. And so the reality of what we do is like we write, like to focus on really specific um, SOPs, checklists, templates, and digital marketing tutorials on how to set things up, right? So we just do kind of these walkthroughs and it's like the 80-20 stuff of like, here's, oh, yeah. exactly, right, here's exactly how we do it and, and, and we've had a lot of success with that. First of all, I agree. I, 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 I might read this book because it sounds interesting, but I totally agree because, uh, you know, I think it's just like the gossip, like you get hooked on you know how I got to, from zero to billion, uh, all those articles. I think it's a, there's a certain addictive quality. It's it's it works the same as I'm sure as alcohol. And I, I've seen an, another behavior that's similar to that, which is over optimization, which is just I'm going to do technical SEO until you know previously it was um, um, what I think it's the W3C code standards. So previously, the, there was a big trend, I think 10 years ago, to get everything 100% and it gave you nothing. It gave you no business right. results. And right. today I'm still seeing the, the same thing, like striving for 100% uh, on Google, uh, you know, uh, a Google score. You're not going to get a trophy. <laughs> I mean, nobody is going to give you an Oscar <laughs> for it. So I think what you're doing is, is the understanding that SEO is actually part of a bigger, a bigger movement, which is growth and which is, you know, uh, thinking about the funnel, thinking about the business side, how to sustain a business because a website today is actually pretty much most of the business. I think that's, that's huge. And yeah, I think that's definitely something to, to think about. Yeah. We talk about that a lot and we basically went into it being like, okay, I'm sick of these entrepreneur.com and business insider articles that are about growing, you know, getting more followers on Pinterest. And so we, we wanted to create these tutorials that we wanted. And so it's SOPs, checklists, cheat sheets, and very specific stuff 
that to be frank is the average user probably doesn't, it's probably too nerdy for them, right? It's like, you know, a 17 page walkthrough on how to add the Google tag manager to a WordPress website, right? Like not, not everyone wants that, but the certain people that are looking for it, love it. And so, um, it's really for the nerds and for the people that, that have to technically implement a lot of this stuff. And it's not like the high level executive level sort of stuff. Um, it gets fewer page views than the monsters, but, but I think the audience appreciates it a little bit more. Do you designate a course per, you know, persona per, per uh, role? Yeah. So this is a good question. So we have three customer avatars, um, entrepreneurs, in-house marketers and consultants or agencies. And then we have seven different courses. Um, and it really just depends on what their needs are, right? So the basics are right? SEO, paid ads, content marketing, email marketing, social media, Google analytics, and sales funnels. Um, but we don't, the course content doesn't change based on those. We just sort of change our, the positioning and the marketing based on those. And there's, there, there are certain modules in all the courses that are designed for each of those types of people, uh, but, but everyone gets access to, to everything. And it really just depends on what the user is looking for and what they're trying to do. So I, I get a question uh, a lot from entrepreneurs that they have a million things to, or, or from also from, from CMOs really that they have a million things to do if, they, if they're in a, a small startup uh, and they, they want to, uh, you know, they want to streamline their SEO process uh, so it doesn't take too much of their time because they have to sometimes, uh, you know, edit the content and they have to, to manage all, all, of the, all of the efforts. What, I mean, is this possible and what's your view on this? Yeah, in terms of like when they're evaluating how they're doing SEO and, and where to like... How do they optimize it? They're, they're like workflow of, in terms of SEO and, and, uh, yeah, and promotion. Yeah. So one of the counterintuitive things I like to think about is just, uh, when you're evaluating, like, let's say you get dropped into a business and you're consulting for them and you have to clean up someone else's mess, something like that, which a lot of people probably have to do at some point. Um, one thing I really like to do that makes everything crystal clear for me is take a step back and really dial into the customer avatars, like who the actual users are. And the, the best way to do this is the most brutal way possible, which is really in-depth phone interviews. And it sucks. It really is hard to do. But we did this. My, my now co-founder, Eduardo, made us do this. I really didn't want to do it. I was so grumpy about it. And we interviewed probably 30-something people. And every interview is just brutal. It's like 30 or 40 minutes, super personal. Who are you? What kind of education do you have? How much money do you make? Are you married? Do you have kids? Where do you live? What do you do on the weekends? What are you trying to do at work? And like really specific dialed in um, customer avatars. From there, I really like to overinvest in keyword research. So you can pick your, your, your tool, whatever you like. I really like kwfinder.com or hrefs for, for keyword research. And like everything flows from the customer avatars, right? So when you're doing that, that, that keyword research, you can do what we, we call total addressable market sizing, which is just a fancy way to say you extract all the search volume, you apply a click to rate percentage to it, and you get like total conceivable number of, of visits you could be getting per month, right? Once you've done these two things, which is like really dialed in customer avatars and really um, dialed in keyword research, the counterintuitive suggestion I have is actually to kill pages. What a lot of people do is they get interested in SEO and they end up looking at their site and they have 1,500 posts. And the reality is like, they, they look at their keyword research, they know their customer avatar, and they probably have like 10 buckets 
of content that those 1500 posts could fit into, right? And so, you know, Brian Dean is, is great at this. He's fantastic. He's a buddy of mine. And he's, he also has an SEO training course. Yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. Um, great, great guy. And um, he, you know, he's coined so many different phrases and terminology for the for the industry. But he really, um, I think, led the way on a lot of these power pages. Right? These these ideas that like you should have an absolutely epic single piece of content instead of lots and lots of of mediocre ones. A much smaller number of of URLs doing the heavy lifting. So yeah, one one kind of quick hit feedback for people that are listening is really dial in your customer avatars, really dial in your, your total addressable market um, search volume. And then once you've done that, kill as many useless pages possible, as many useless pages as possible and just focus on a, on a couple of big winners. That's great. So Tommy, we have to unfortunately wrap things up, but it's been really great. Uh, I'd love to have you uh, again. How can people reach you and, and contact you and start uh, getting your awesome content? <laughs> yeah, uh, we're at clickminded.com. Uh, Twitter, I'm at Tommy Griffith. And we just launched these retro 8-bit digital marketing and SEO strategy guides. If you ever played Nintendo or Super Nintendo in the 90s and you're into the 8-bit thing, we've got those for free on clickminded.com. So you can check them out. That's very cool. cool. So thanks very much for doing this interview. And uh, I really love your enthusiasm to to this whole you know digital world. And I, I think you and a, a couple of other people are are heading this uh, you know educational uh, revolution and uh, and uh, yeah I, I anticipate a lot of growth in the future awesome ben thanks so much for having me on i really appreciate it okay so thanks very much talk to you soon.